amazing, the CrossFit Believer. The Rewards of Winning, part three of our series on today. You can see in the video where LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Kyrie hits one of the greatest shots that a shooter could ever take. Coming back from three down, three one. All Golden State needed to win was one game. All Cleveland needed to win was one game, but they had to win three in a row. <laughs> There's a difference when you only have to win one game versus you've got to win one game, but you've got to win three games in a row to keep the series going. And to win the series, you've got to win the seventh game. Golden State is probably going to go down as one of the greatest NBA teams to ever play basketball. I know we talk about the Chicago Bulls, but that year they won, I believe, 73 games. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were at the top of their game. But it was the perseverance, the rewards of winning. You could hear LeBron James say, I gave it my all. I don't know why my path seems to be much harder than everybody else's, but I gave it my all and I set out a goal that when I came back to Cleveland, that when he came back to Cleveland, I wanted to bring a championship. I want you to hear this in 1 Corinthians where we're going to settle on today. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be, stat, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. I want to read that again. I want you to hear it. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the work of the Lord. The reward of winning is not always winning the championship ring or the long marathon that you have once trained for. The rewards of winning are exemplified in the heart and the soul of a competitor that refuses to do what? To quit. <laughs> Whether they're miles away from the finish line or in last place, the true spirit of a competitor finishes with a reward in mind. Can I, can I just talk about that last part there of our quote? The rewards of winning are exemplified in the heart and soul of a true competitor that refuses to quit. Can somebody say, I refuse to quit? Come on, say it again. I refuse to quit. Come on, one more time. I refuse to quit. Refusing to quit whether they're miles away from the finish line or in last place. The true spirit of a competitor finishes with the reward in mind. Can I say that the Cleveland Cavaliers could have given up? 
after they went down 3-1. It has never been done before. Nobody's ever seen it done before. It's, it's never been recorded in the NBA that a team comes back 3-1. The, the rigorous grind of the playoffs, it meant that they were playing every other day, going back and forth, not just to New Jersey, not just down to Miami. They were flying all the way across the country. They refused to quit because they understood that if we could just win one game, if we can just persevere, Marty, just through one game, we're closer to getting the prize. If we can win the next game, it extends the series. If, if you can win today, it will extend your tomorrow. Come on now. Hear it now. The moment that you quit is the moment that you have to start all over again. Because I've never seen somebody quit in a race. And when they started again, they started the same race where they quit. No, 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 no. You've got to wait until your turn again. And you've got to wait until the next race starts. And you've got to start all over again under different circumstances. <laughs> it could be raining. It could be storming. Life could just be happening in, in so many ways, and now you have to start all over again. I'm reminded of a speech that Tracy McGrady gave during his Hall of Fame induction. He said that they were in an elevator one night, and they were on their way to um, be a part of the selection of who would be put into the Hall of Fame. His wife looks at him in the elevator, Brittany, and she says, I want you to look in the mirror, Tracy, and I want you to repeat these words after me. You deserve to be here. She looked at him again and said, baby, I want you to say it. Look in the mirror and say that you deserve to be here. He said there were so many different emotions going on in his mind that he wasn't able to say that. He wasn't able to say that that night because he was dealing with the fact that he felt like he didn't deserve to be there because he didn't accomplish what his comrades cross, uh, accomplished and his peers had accomplished. He, he, he was dealing with the fact that for years he had heard that his work ethic wasn't good enough. He was too lazy and, 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 and he was reminded of his first year getting to the NBA where his coach loudly said and openly that this young man is not going to last three years. He, he won't be here any longer than three years, but, but he fast forwards to the day that he's inducted into the Hall of Fame and he begins to talk about the perseverance and the power to persevere, the, the power to keep pushing. He, he began to talk about how his grandmother taught him how to be patient. How many of you know that the rewards of winning are connected to how patient you learn to become? Because the hardships, the difficulties, the ups and downs, come on now, not winning a championship and you see all of your boys walking around with a ring on their hand. But as he closed out his speech, he says, I want to go back to the elevator moment. Seven months before this moment, prior to this moment, I was afraid. But he said, as I stand here today with a smile on my face, 
understanding that I learned the power of what it means to push through. I can now say that I deserve to be here. I want you to always know this. Always remember that God never forgets. I want you to say that. God never forgets how we finish the race. He already knows what type of reward we're going to receive. Just like Tracy McGrady said, he learned the power of pushing through the tough days, the days where the news reports were, the news reports were very harsh and brass towards him. They were punishing to hear, yet he remembered, hear it again, that his grandmother taught him how to be what? Patient. If you want to win this race, and if, and if you know that, that the power of God is upon you, to win the race of the kingdom requires that you and I be patient. Patient enough to endure times that don't feel well. Patient enough to understand that there are some lessons that God wants you and I to learn. There, there are some obstacles that God wants you and I to overcome. There, there are some things in life that God wants us to experience patience. I was growing, I remember growing up and they said sometimes patience can be the best experience that you can go through. And so people said, I'm never going to ask God to give me patience because I know if he gives me patience, I'm going to have to learn how to endure a trial. I'm going to have to learn what it means to endure tribulation and hard times. We can see this here in our text here in 1 Corinthians 57 and 58. Paul reminds us that our victory comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing that our victory comes through our Lord Jesus Christ, it means everything to the life of the believer and the race that the believer is running. I want us to examine this today in our lesson on how you and I can achieve the rewards of winning. Can somebody repeat this after me? The rewards of winning. Come on, I want you to say it again. The rewards of winning. I want you to hear this again in verse number 58. He says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 58, he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. I want to I just simply settle right here. Number one. The first reward of winning is that we have to learn what it is to be steadfast. Come on now. The rewards of winning causes you and I to be steadfast. Come on now. Steadfast, unwavering in faith and sound doctrine. You've been hearing me teach about understanding that you and I have to be unwavering in our belief before God. We not only have to be unwavering in our faith and sound doctrine, meaning knowing what the Bible says, knowing the Word of God, not getting those itchy ears, not becoming so impatient that you start making the Bible what you want it to say, Come on now, that you start building uh, uh, your own path because your faith is starting to waver. Uh, steadfast means that you're strong in regarding their belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm steadfast in my belief 
that it is not that, it is, that, that, that this is not unreal, it's real that Jesus died on the cross, he gave his life, and he rose from the grave as a living man. Come on now, that Jesus died on the cross. Whatever you do, whatever you do, uh, don't waver in your faith, but remain strong in your belief of the resurrection. Come on now, we're, we're, we're coming up to the season of resurrection, and, and, and as we begin to celebrate the season of resurrection, it's just not about the Easter bunny. It's just not about getting your kids the brand new clothes and, and all of the other stuff, having dinner. It's celebrating a real fact that Jesus died on a cross, and in three days, he got up out of the ground. Come on now. With the prince still in his hand, the hole still in his hand, the hole still in his feet, the hole still in his side. Come on now. The marks where they pressed the crown of thorns down upon his head. Come on now. The rewards of winning uh, are steadfast. They're unwavering in faith and sound doctrine, strong in regarding their belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then guess what? They're firmly established in regarding all avoidance of temptation. Don't allow your flesh to tempt you to step out of your lane. Don't allow your flesh to cause you to abort a race that you have been guaranteed to win. I, I taught that on last week. Come on now. When, when God breathed the nishima, the breath of life into your body, he guaranteed that every race you would win, that every race that you would run, that you would win. Come on now. Now, you might not win it the way that everybody else believed that you would win it, but God said that because I created you, I've created you to win. So we've got to be able to understand that we need to be firmly established in regarding all avoidance of temptation. You have to know what tempts you, and you have to crucify that temptation. You've got to kill that temptation. You've got to deny yourself the moments where you feel tempted to go back to your former lifestyle, to go back to living the way that you used to live. You, you've got to avoid all areas of temptation and you're like, well, Pastor, I mean, I can't help it. Yes, you can help it. Stay out of the club. Come on now. Stop watching the TV after a certain hour. Come on now. Get off of your computer. Come on now. If you've got issues in your life that affect what you see, then turn it off. Come on now. You can't have it in your house. Come on now. You can't watch certain movies. Come on now. You can't watch certain things on TV because they trigger you to be tempted to fall back into what God has redeemed you from. Being a winner means that you're steadfast in your faith. You're strong in your belief of Jesus Christ and you're firmly established in knowing that I will not be tempted by what he redeemed me from. Number two, come on now, the rewards of winning, the rewards of winning are immovable. Come on now, there are immovable, immovable means that I'm unshaken. 
letting nothing move you away from God's will. I'm steadfast in my faith. I'm strong in believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Hallelujah. And he redeemed all of my sin. I, I, I'm firmly established uh, in the plan of God that God is not going to tempt me to go back into the former, but God is going to keep me. But then winning looks like and it sounds like something that is immovable, unshaken. Let nothing move you away from God's will. Uh, it's, it's preserving. It's firm, and you hear this word again, unfavoring, in, unwavering in the belief of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on now, the gospel of Jesus Christ, his birth. Come on now, uh, you've got to believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary. Come on now, uh, he's just not a prophet. He was just not a man. Uh, he's the only begotten son uh, sent from his father from heaven into earth. Come on now, uh, conceived through his mother where she had no sex. Come on now, uh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying uh, he was conceived by the Holy Ghost uh, born through his mother he lives and he dies come on now uh, he not only dies but he goes through a season of persecution uh, he begins to talk about rebuilding the new temple he comes to establish come on now the grace he comes to establish and to reestablish our faith in God he comes to reconnect us back to our father come on now the gospel of Jesus Christ his death come on now his birth his death his burial and his resurrection come on now he's all for come on now uh, come on now he was buried he died he was born he rose again come on now and now he's living he's living in you he's living in all of the world and he's now seated at the right hand of the father come on now come on y'all hear it y'all hear it Come on now, I'm, I'm immovable, uh, preserving in my belief of the gospel, and, and, and I'm not moved from the ways of Christian teaching and my conduct that leads me astray in my faith. Come on now, come on now. I'm unshaken. Come on now. Uh, I know that the gas prices are there, but God says don't be moved. Come on now. Don't be shaken. Uh, if I did it before, I'll do it again. Come on now. You, you, you may have to uh, stop driving a whole lot. You, you, you may have to stop doing some things uh, to preserve, but God is not going to leave you empty. Come on now. God's going to give you a way to get back and forth to work. God's going to give you a way to enjoy life. God's going to give you everything that you need but you cannot be immovable because of what you see and what you're going through. Come on now. I like this here in Colossians 1, 23. It says, and this will he do, provided that you continue to stay with and in the faith, well-grounded and settled and steadfast. Come on, did you hear that? Not shifting or moving away from hope. The glad tidings which you have heard and which have been preached as being designed for and offered without restrictions to every person under the heaven and which 
I, Paul, became a minister. He says that, that, that if you really want to be steadfast and if you really want to be immovable, uh, I need you to stay with your faith. Come on now. I don't want you to just stay with it, but stay in faith. Come on now. Don't just stay with it, but I need you to stay in faith. Come on now. I want you to be in faith. Come on now. Believing that everything that God has spoken in your life, that by faith it's going to come to pass. By faith. Come on now. Not just in grace, but by faith. Come on now. Come on now. Number one, you faith says, number one, winning requires that we remain steadfast. Number two, winning. Our winning requires that we remain what? Immovable, unshaken, preserving. That we understand that our conduct in the kingdom of God is very, very important. How you treat somebody as you're going up the ladder, remember, it's going to be the same person that you see as you're coming down. Because nobody ever stays on the top forever. We all have to come back down the same path that we went up. Number three, the rewards of winning, hear this, are always abounding in the work of the Lord. Come on now, always abounding in the work of the Lord. What do, what do you mean when you say always abounding? My, my winning requires uh, that I excel. It means to excel, to grow to mature in the teachings of the gospel. Come on now. Uh, don't just sit here and just come to church and, and you don't go back and study the word. You don't, you don't go back to be a believer of the word. Do, do you know that there are people who are theologians, but they don't believe what they study? Come on now. They study it, but they don't believe it. They study it, don't believe it, and they won't live it. Come on now. Uh, he says that you're always abounding in the work of the Lord, meaning that, that you and I should grow. We should excel uh, and mature in the teachings of the gospel. To study, to show thyself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of God. You got to know how to get in your Bible and rightly divide the word of God for the race that you're running. Come on now. You got to know that in this season, I've got to be studying this for the race that I'm running. Come on now. I'm running a race of endurance, so that, need, so that means that I need to be in a place where I need to be studying what it means to be firm, what it means to be unmovable, unshaken. Uh, I, I've got to be strong in every area of my life so that I can learn what it means to endure. So that means I grow, I get stronger. I get stronger. Everybody says the longer you let LeBron James stay around, the stronger he gets. The more time that you leave on the clock for Tom Brady, you're in trouble. Now, in most cases, it's two minutes left. 80 yards to go. That's nothing for Tom Brady. He can work two minutes. I mean, and, and just kill the game. But for some... They can bomb two minutes, make all types of mistakes. The longer you leave me around, you give me a greater chance to win. The longer you stay in the race. Come on now. The, the longer you stay around this word and the longer you stay in faith, come on now, uh, something is going to break in your life uh, that will give you uh, 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 the fruit that is needed to win the race. Come on now. Uh, to give oneself fully, to be completely submerged. I, I like this. Come on now. Engaged, being occupied in the work of Christ. 
man, I want to settle right there. Uh, my brother said, hey, when you get to point three, make sure you just settle right there. Submerged, meaning uh, that you got to dip yourself. You got to go down in the water and you got to stay there for a while. Come on now. You got to learn how to hold your breath. Come on now. You got to learn how to float in the water. You, you got to learn how to submerge yourself in the Holy Ghost. Submerge yourself in prayer. Submerging yourself uh, in knowing that God is for you and not against you. You've got to submerge yourself in this word, meaning that I'm going to bury myself in this word. Come on now. I'm going to put myself in position that when I come up, ain't nothing dry on me. Come on now. I'm soaking wet to the point that I can't move. Come on now. I'm going to submerge myself. Could, could you imagine if I walked outside? No, I don't want to use me. Let me use James. Come on now. James, James is much better. I, I don't want to mess up my clothes. Uh, let me mess up James' clothes. He got on all white today. Uh, can, can you imagine James uh, saying, I just want to submerge myself, and he just goes jump in the pool? He's submerging himself. Because of what he has on, it's going to cause him to do what? To sink to the bottom. Because there's a weight on his life. Woo, come on now. But then when you learn how to swim and you learn how to divide, how to defy gravity, you allow what is heavy to become light. Come on now. Uh, you allow your hands to just go up and you take a, a nice and you're calm and you begin to float back up. But when you submerge yourself in something, you go down in it and you stay down to the bottom until it's time to come up. Submerging. Everything about you is wet. He comes up out of the water. He feels heavy because he's just submerged himself in water. Come on now. Not just water, but he went all the way down to the bottom. And now when he comes up, his Tims, come on now, soaking wet. They're heavy. His jogging suit that he wears is heavy. Come on now. It's hard to take off. It's sticky. Come on now. Uh, it's a mess. Uh, it's just like that in the spiritual realm. When you submerge yourself in the power of the Holy Ghost. When you submerge yourself, come on now, in the word of God, when you come up out of that word, you're heavy. Come on now. There's nothing light. Come on now. Uh, it sticks to you. It clings to you. Come on now. It's squishy, squashy. Come on now. When you're walking, you can feel the water in your boots and it gets, uh, that's just like the word. Come on now. He says, submerge yourself in the word of God. Come on now. Submerge yourself in faith. Come on now. Submerge Merge yourself in prayer. Come on now. Here it is. Uh, it means to be outstanding, exceeding the goals that you have set. LeBron James said that uh, 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 I set some goals. When I was a little boy in Akron, come on now, it didn't start when I got to the NBA. It started when I had the dream. Come on now, uh, your goal for living starts when you have the dream. Come on now, uh, I want you to go back to the first dream that you had that you were going to win the race. Come on now, uh, I want you to go back to it. That's when the goal was set. Come on now, I want to get to the NBA. I want to win a championship. I want to be like Michael Jordan. I want to be able to take the last shot. Come on now. Kyrie trained all of his life to take the last shot. Come on now. And he practiced how to take the last shot. Come on now. Winning requires that we are outstanding. It requires that we give ourselves to be completely submerged, engaged, being occupied in the works of Christ. First Thessalonians says here, constantly 
1 Thessalonians 1 and 3 says, Constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and love and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and our Father. Constantly bearing in mind that there's a work of faith that you've been laboring in. Come on now. A work of faith. Come on now. The rewards of winning, they're steadfast. They're immovable. They're always abounding in the work of the Lord. And then I like this here. The rewards of winning remind us that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Come on. I, I like how Paul ends that. He says that our labor is not in vain. See, if he would have just left that in vain, in vain for what? He says that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Come on now. Can I break this down to you? Everything that you're doing is for God. Everything that you're going through is so that God can be glorified and magnified and reflected through your life. Come on now. Uh, uh, why would God put me in a race and cause me to struggle? Because he wants to be magnified. Why would God put me in a place where I lose a loved one that I've been depending on all of my life? He wants to be glorified. Come on now. He wants you to learn how to be always abounding in the work of the Lord. He wants you to stay in faith. He wants you to grow in faith. He wants you to mature in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wants to remind you that you're not far behind. He wants to remind you that you're right on target. Come on now. Come on now. The rewards of winning remind us that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Come on now. Can I give it to you? Your hard work is not in vain. Come on. Come on. Somebody look at your hands and say my hard work is not in vain. Look at your hands. Come on now. Don't just sit there. Look at your hands and say my hard work is not in vain in the Lord. Come on now. Come on. He sees the work of my hands. Come on now. It means our work under the Lord's direction and control was not in vain. Come on now. Come on now. That, that, that's, that, that's what it means. It means that, that what I was doing, it was under the control and guidance of the Lord himself, Brittany. Come on now. Because I'm doing it for the Lord, it means that I'm under his control. It means that I'm under his direction. It means that I'm in his will. I'm in his plan. Come on now. The rewards of winning remind me that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Come on now. For God is not an unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown towards his name in having ministered and still ministering to the saints. Don't give up. Come on now. Don't throw, on the, don't throw in the towel of praying for your grandmama. Don't throw in the towel of praying for your sister and brothers to be restored. Come on now. Don't throw in the towel right now because he says, I want you to remember that I have not forgotten uh, uh, the work that you have shown towards my name. 
same in having ministered and still ministering to the saints. Come on now. Our work has not been in vain. Come on now. Because the Lord is with us. The Lord is for me. Ah, come on now. I need you to understand that God is God. And because God is God, I have all the power that I need to endure. And because I'm doing it for him, and because my work is not in vain, because I am in the Lord. Come on now. Because he abides in me, and I abide in him, and my word abides in me, and his word abides in me. I can ask what I will, and he says, you shall receive. Come on now. You cannot give up now because your work is not in vain. I need somebody to say it. My work is not in vain. I'm not crying just to be crying. I'm not just going through just to be going through. I'm not just having a breakthrough just to have one. I'm having it because it's not in vain. Come on now. Come on now. I'm not losing the race. Come on now. Come on. My girl didn't go through cancer just to go through it. She's laboring and toiling. Hallelujah. And God sees that. And so now when other people go through, they call her and say, what did you do to get out of it? Come on now. Uh, uh, what do I need to do? Come on now. What can I do to get out of it? Because I watched you. I saw you. And because she had faith enough to believe, she had faith enough to trust, she had faith enough to endure, he says, your labor has not been in vain because you went through it with me. Come on. You went through with me and mine. Come on, hear it now. Y'all hearing it? Your hard work is not empty or fruitless. It means that the Lord will make sure that we are rewarded. Now, since you did that, you got to stay right there. You can't move. See, that's prophetic. Because he don't know what my last scripture means. So you got to stay right there. Put him in the camera. Stay right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh. Uh, no, no, you got to hold it, hold it, just hold it, just hold it, just hold it, just hold it, son. Come on, stay there with me. Come on, it, it means that the Lord will make sure that we are rewarded. Be strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak and slack. Come on now, for your word shall be rewarded. Ah, come on now. Uh, uh, my bishop needs something to wipe his face. I forgot my towel. Come on now. Uh, uh, and my son gets up and he says, I need to get him something. I need to get him something. He says, be strong. Come on now. Don't let your hands become weak or slack and doing what God has called you to do. Keep pushing towards the business. Don't you give up. Don't you throw the towel in. Go look for another truck. And this time when you look for another truck, Look for a brand new truck. God don't want you walking and working in something that's all raggedy and you got to spend your profit trying to take care of it and, and, and be the mechanic. He says, go look for the truck that you want because you have everything that I've given you to win the race. All I need you to do is just be strong enough. Be courageous enough. Come on now. Your hard work is not empty or fruitless, son. But then hear this right here. Uh, come on, hear this right here. Y'all ready? Y'all ready as a close? Your hard work is worthwhile. Come on now. Come on now. Your hard work is not in vain. Your hard work is not empty or fruitless. But, but he says, I want, you to, I want you to stand right here. Your, your hard work is worthwhile. 
Come on now. It, it means something to me. It means that our work was not without meaning because it was done with the Lord's strength. Come on now. Uh, you are my strength, strength like no other. In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, you lift me up, oh God. Father, I thank you. When I became weak, you gave me grace to become strong. Uh, when I became weak, you showed me how to push through, oh God. And now you're telling me that the rewards of my winning are worthwhile. Can you imagine? Imagine God saying that to you, baby. Uh, uh, your winning has not been in vain. It's worthwhile. It's not empty. It's not fruitless. Come on now. But if you would just stay right here, if you would just submerge yourself in the race of the kingdom, if you would just deny yourself a moment of going back in your flesh, if you would just deny yourself a moment where you reject Christ, but if you would just submerge yourself in the presence of God, submerge Submerge yourself in the power of prayer. Submerge yourself in giving up something. Submerge yourself in giving into something where you can surrender to God's will. Come on now. Uh, he says, come on now. Uh, in Matthew 10, 40 and 41. Come on, 40, uh, 41, 42. He, he says, uh, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. But hear this. Whoever in the name of a disciple gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink, truly I say he shall not lose his reward. No, he's not giving me a cold water to drink. Come on now. Uh, uh, he's not giving me a cup, uh, but he's giving me something uh, that I need. Come on now. He's giving me something. Uh, he who gives it and puts it in my hand. Oh, come on now. Uh, you didn't just put it in my hand, but you touched my hand. Come on now. Uh, have you? Could you imagine somebody putting something in your hand and they don't touch your hand? Uh, 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 come on now. Can I break it down? Uh, when you touch my hand, not only when you put it in my hand, but you touched my hand. So that means what's on my life is now being transferred into your life. Come on now. And because you gave this to me uh, to wipe my face with it. Come on now. Uh, there's a reward in serving. Come on now. There's a reward in honor. Come on now. There's a reward when you can honor the man of God. When you can honor God. There's a reward when you can turn around and give a stranger something uh, that they didn't even know you were going to give them. There's a reward when you can do an act of kindness. There's a reward when you can serve God and you're crying. There's a reward when you can serve God and it don't feel good to you right now. Your lights are turned out. Your car's been repoed. Your marriage is breaking up. Sickness and infirmities all in your body. But you can stand and give somebody else something. God says don't forget about it. You shall not lose your reward. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on now and say my reward is right here. Come on, open up your mouth and say my reward is right here. Say my reward is right here. All I got to do is be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, remembering that my work 
and my labor is not in vain in the Lord. Do you really believe that God will let you serve him and forget about your sacrifice? He's the only God that rewards not just faithfulness, but he rewards those who are excellent in him. Come on now. Come on now. Excellent in doing the work of God. Come on now. Outstanding. Come on now. In doing and living out the plan of God. Come on now. I'm not just excellent in the natural, but I'm an excellent, come on now, willing and available believer that loves God that believes in God, that understand that Jesus Christ died on Calvary, not just for my sin. He died so that I might have life more abundantly. He died so that the fellowship that was broken back in Genesis with the first Adam can now be restored in my life. Come on now. Come on. You hearing it? Come on. Lift your hands. The reward of winning is not always done by winning the championship ring or the long marathon that you train for. The rewards of winning are exemplified in the heart of a true competitor that refuses to quit. Say, I refuse to quit. Come on, say, I refuse to quit. Come on, say, I refuse to quit. I refuse to quit because I understand that whether I'm miles away or I'm in last place from the finish line, the true spirit of a competitor finishes with a reward in mind. Come on, say, I am the CrossFit believer. I believe that I have a reward at the finish line. I believe that my generations will live and prosper from the rewards of the race that I finished. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, hallelujah. If you want to be saved today, if you want to just Trust in the Lord today. Hallelujah. And you want to believe that God is with you and God is for you. I want you to lift your hands. If, if you really want to just understand what it really means to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, remembering that my labor and my toil is not in vain, in the work of the Lord. I want you to lift your hands if you want me to pray with you today. Come on. In virtual land. Come on, you're there. And you're just in a fight. I don't want to call it a struggle. You're just, you're in the race. And you just need to stay steadfast. Stay right there. Be firm. Believe in Jesus. Believe in nothing else. Meditate on his word day and night. It's not in your private meditations where he's not involved. Meditate on Jesus day and night. Meditate on Psalms 23 
Meditate on Psalms 1. Meditate on Proverbs 1 through 6. Come on now. I'm going to give you some things. Come on now. If you just want to just meditate, just begin to read the book of Psalms and Proverbs and your life will change. Come on now. If you really want to see and, and just meditate on the life of Christ and, and to begin to see him, come on now. I want you to just get to the book of Mark and read the book of Mark. Come on now. Come on now. And look at how he became a servant and how he served. Come on now. If you just want to know and meditate on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost and the power of Jesus, get to the book of John. Come on now. You, 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 you want to learn what it is to be a part of the body of Christ and what it means to be equipped. Get to the book of Ephesians. Come on now. Whoo. Giving you some good stuff. Come on. Father, we thank you for this moment. The rewards of winning. I am a CrossFit believer, one who is steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, never forgetting, no matter how hard it gets, that my labor and the toiling, the trial and the tribulation is never in vain because it's all for God and my Savior Jesus Christ. I love you. I appreciate you. Father, we thank you. And we bless you. We bless you. Olivia, I'm praying for you, baby. Love you. Thank you. All of those who are in virtual world, we're praying for you. Love you. Brittany, stay steadfast. I'm so proud of you, daughter. So proud of you. I'm so proud of you. She, you know, we made a little personal bet about a hat I was wearing. And guess what? Sometimes you can make a little wager to kind of just strengthen your faith. And so she depends on her bishop to be here every Sunday. And I'm always looking for her to be here. Same way with you. If you didn't have a chance to give today, your tithe, the 10% that belongs to God. I'm, I'm, I'm just fighting in that area. Be steadfast. Trust him enough that this is a covenant that you make with God. You're not being cursed because you don't give your tithe because the curse was broken when Jesus was taken down off of the cross. The curse was broken when he died. But then covenants, come on now, the covenant of tithing. You make a covenant, a commitment where you trust and you can remain steadfast in your giving. You're offering that which opens up the windows of heaven and he pours you out a blessing where you won't have room enough to receive that which goes above your tithe. Come on now. And then you sow your seed. <clears throat> When's the last time you sowed into the life of your men of God? Come on now. The place where you're being fed, that's the harvest. When you sow into my life and you sow into the kingdom message that God has placed on my life, come on now, you're sowing into your own harvest. Can I say that? You're sowing into your harvest. You reap the harvest. Come on now. And guess what? I reap the harvest of you sowing into my life. And we all reap together. 
Take a moment and do that. This is the Rock Church, the place where your life matters. Jesus matters and worship matters all the time. We desire to create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I love you. Have a great day. Be safe. Let's keep our country in prayer. We're praying for Ukraine. Peace to the family. Peace to the bishop. And peace to us all. Grace unto you.